Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Crunch Time. I'm Mikey here, joined by Sam. We're very excited to be here with you guys. Uh, we're going to start daily content, all that good stuff. Right now, we are in the middle of the NBA Conference Finals. It is June 30th, 2021. We have had a very, very exciting NBA postseason so far. Sam, first of all, how you doing? Pretty good. Can't complain. Glad to be back on the show. Uh, can't wait to talk about some of the stuff and especially our New York Knicks. Yeah, so just before we get into today's topic, just want to give a quick update. Uh, as we're recording this right now, the Eastern Conference semifinals are tied at 2-2. The, uh, the Hawks won game four. Lou Will popped off. Giannis got hurt. Trey wasn't, Trey wasn't playing. And then over to the West, the Suns are up 3-2. They're going to game six to L.A. Paul George scored 41 points the other night to win game five. So these are both great series. It's really, it's really a shame that we see a trend of the NBA season, which is injuries, pop up once again with Giannis gladly. And, you know, for all of us NBA fans, you never want to see Giannis go down like that. So there's no structural damage to his knee, which is good because a lot of people uh, fear that he tore his ACL. But regardless, it's a real shame for the NBA. But today's topic, we're going to be talking about the NBA offseason, more specifically our New York Knicks, what we think would happen, what we would like to happen, a little bit of stuff about some NBA draft prospects. So, Sam, first of all, uh, give me – Give me start me off with something about Damian Lillard. What you think about his situation with the with the Blazers? They just hired a new coach. So yeah, I mean I'm a huge Damian Lillard fan. I think he's been producing at an extremely high level for the Blazers. Obviously, you remember I said a few months ago or on the podcast that I think that Damian Lillard should leave the Blazers, and if given the opportunity, the Blazers should try to trade him in time. Obviously, Damian Lillard is an unbelievable talent. Even some could say he's a generational talent, but obviously the Blazers are not in a prime position to contend. They cannot compile the pieces around them. They've traded around a variety of picks to acquire guys such as Norman Powell, among others, and I just don't believe that Damian Lillard should waste his prime there. I don't think the Knicks are the best destination for him. I think personally that Pat Riley is going to try to pour all of his chips into getting him. I think ultimately he does stay in um, Portland, but I think I'd give the Heat the next best odds because obviously who would want to go to Philly and the Knicks, you know, it's not much better situation than in Portland. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, I think first of all, what teams would have to give up for Damian Lillard is insane. You're literally, for some teams like the Knicks, and for a lot of other young teams that are looking to to make a deep playoff run, you're pretty much giving up your entire young core or your entire set of picks for the next four or five drafts. That's pretty much what it would come down to. So it's obviously a big gamble. Um, when you get Damian Lillard, when you give up that much, you're definitely not in rebuild mode. You're definitely in win-now mode. You're trying to win. And it would be a shame if you don't end up winning that championship. So it, um as for the Knicks, I think obviously as Knicks fans, who wouldn't want to see Damian Lillard in the garden? That would be the most epic thing possible. The only thing is the Knicks are in this weird position where they saw this young core and they're still not fully done with the rebuild, but they also made their first playoff appearance in recent years and are looking to build off that. So you want to go on a route where you give up all your young talent and you buy into this team. You, got, you make your second option, Julius Randle, who didn't perform well in the playoffs. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Personally, if I'm the Knicks, I would – Try to steer away. If you're going to trade for um, for Dame, I would try to not give up either R.J. Barrett or Emmanuel quickly. I think that they're both really great assets, and I think they'll they'll do well in the future. I think the Heat are in a prime position to trade for a guy like Damian Lillard because they have guys like Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn's an unbelievable talent. A lot of guys forget he was second or third in the Rookie of the Year voting last season. And this year, I mean, he just didn't get that many minutes. That backcourt is very, very crowded. And guys like Tyler Hero, 
if you can compile, you know, a package with Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, uh, Prasis Archua, and two first-round picks, I mean, that's not giving up too much, and that still puts you in a prime position to contend now. Obviously, Victor Oladipo has been hurt, so that backcourt obviously struggled in the playoffs against the Bucks, which is obviously the reason they got swept. And I think Pat Riley has been, you know, never count him out. He's extremely aggressive when it comes to free agency. I'm sure he was humiliated with the way they exited, especially coming off that bubble run. So if they can compile a big three of Bam Adebayo, Damian Lillard, and Jimmy Butler, that's a championship team. That, that team can go head-to-head with the Nets, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Bucks. So, I mean, if you're looking to build a dynasty in the next big three in the NBA, that could be it. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think that the Heat are in a very, very good position. I think that um, because they made such a deep run in the 2020 playoffs, I think that they're not out of it yet, even though they had a very poor performance. They had a rough season with COVID, with injuries, and you expect them to pick it up next year because they do have that talent there. And you're talking about that big three. That goes plus Victor Oladipo when healthy is not a bad player at all. So you have – a really solid squad that's deep off the bench. You have Duncan Robinson, assuming. Well, I mean, maybe they have to trade Duncan, actually. But I think, I think they let Duncan walk. He's going to ask for a lot of money. And although he was very good, you know, he's not that important yeah. to sign. You kind of need – the Heat have more important needs to fill, such as perimeter defending yeah, and, definitely. and point guard play. Yeah, I mean, another guy I want to bring up um, before we kind of dive into the Knicks is Kemba Walker. I think – well, obviously got traded um, from the Celtics to the Thunder, but – Based on what the Thunder are trying to accomplish with their massive, massive rebuild, you have to believe that the Thunder are going to try to trade him. They're not going to keep him like they're not building around him. So I think that there are a bunch of places he could go. What are some places that you're looking for, Kemba, that would be the most realistic and that would be a good fit for him? I'm going to say the most realistic option right now for Kemba is that the Thunder are actually going to hold on to him and try to get his value to peak, such as what they did with Chris Paul. Obviously, Chris Paul is a little bit more talented than Kemba Walker, even at 35 years of age. But I think they, they stick it out with Kemba for at least the beginning part of the season. And I think some contenders can look to take him when, if his value isn't sky high, maybe a team like the Warriors, if they're looking for you know backcourt depth, or a team like the Bucks or the Hawks to pair with a guy like Trey Young. I think that would be probably the best decision for them because – Right now, Kemba's on arguably the worst contract in the NBA, and he's pretty much the only reason that the Thunder traded for him is because they acquired a first-round pick in the process. His talent is undeniable, but is it worth you know trading him for a second-round pick? I don't know at this point. I think you have to give up. I think for the Thunder to get rid of Kemba, they'd have to give up picks. So right now, I think it doesn't really matter if they hold on to his contract because and for the next, you know, three to five years, they're going to be a really bad team. So for now, yeah. I say hold on to him. But, you know, look for a team like the Heat, a team like the Celtics. Actually, not the Celtics now. But uh, maybe even the Sixers. I think the Sixers could be a team to watch if they're looking to ship Ben Simmons. So one team that I think would be a really interesting fit for Kevin Walker, and I don't know if this is possible, and I don't know if they're willing to do this, but – I'm, I'm going to say the Chicago Bulls, they already went and got Vucevic, so they're trying to build something. And Kobe White, he's fine, but he's not hes not getting you anywhere. Kemba Walker, you throw in him in the mix. You have him, Levine, and Vucevic, and that's not a bad team at all. Obviously, that's not a contending team at all, but that's how you start to build up with the Bulls. They've been in 
yeah, I, I have a fear for them that they're going to be stuck in mediocrity after the Vucevic trade. They didn't even make the playoffs. I mean, how long is are Levine is Levine going to want to be there if they keep this up, not making the playoffs? So I think if you throw in Kemba there, that's a great guy to help with the floor spacing. You get Levine involved, let him run the offense with Kemba right beside him, and you have a talented big like Vucevic there. So I think that that would be one of a good fit. I mean, it's interesting that you say that because that's definitely not the first team that came to my mind. But I think if the Bulls did that, it would be to dig themselves out of the hole that they've already created for themselves. I don't think they're a contender, even with Kemba Walker. I think they're yeah. a first on second round exit. But I think at this point, since they've already poured all their chips and they believe that uh, Nikola Vucevic and Zach Levine are their guys, I think that could put them in a prime position to trade for Kemba. But whether they're willing to, you know, put on that contract, I just don't think it's possible because I think the better route for them is to sign a max free agent. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think – I don't know if it's the most realistic, like I said before, but I think that it wouldn't be a terrible fit. But you're right. Like, the Bulls really – they messed themselves up with that Vucevic trade. They really didn't uh, get what they – like, they really gave away a lot of assets, and now they don't have that much to give for any blockbusters. So that's the only thing. Um, another thing I want to look at real quick is the draft lottery happened uh, a couple weeks ago. And one thing I just want to touch on briefly when we kind of look at the Knicks is the Orlando Magic at the fifth pick, the eighth pick. And the Knicks have said uh, repeatedly that they want to trade up They're the 19th and the 21st pick. So I'm looking at a possible trade with Orlando to jump to either five or eight. I think Toronto's at four. That could be another intriguing offer but toronto really is in a bad position they want to get their franchise player i don't think they're willing to do that whereas orlando has already a bunch of young pieces and if they were able to package something for say the 19th and another pick from another team in the top 15 then i think that would be do do that especially because the knicks right now at 19 and 21 you're going to get a good player out of this draft but if you jump into that top 10 you're pretty much guaranteed with level of this draft to get a very very solid player uh yeah i mean i agree i think that if the knicks did package their picks to trade up then it would probably be i think it probably would be smart but i wouldn't want to give away uh any future assets to do so because if everything backfires this season you don't want to you know be stuck in that mediocrity land forever uh, the reason that you probably have been hearing a lot of these rumors, I think Franz Wagner is another guy that the Knicks are probably looking to target. He can shoot the three ball extremely well. He's extremely versatile, and he can play the wing, something that the Knicks obviously lacked last season. And the second guy I think the Knicks should be targeting right now is David Mitchell out of Baylor because obviously we know that D. Rose is not the point guard of the future for the Knicks. And if you can get a future backcourt of Davian Mitchell and Emmanuel quickly, I think you could be set for years to come. Yeah, I think another guy that I'm looking at is James Booknight. Coach Tibbs has said that he's valuing shooting and offense, and that's exactly what Booknight brings to the table. He's very athletic. He can shoot the lights out of the ball. He's a good playmaker, and he could get to the rack, and he can score. So I think that that would be a big plus. And if you trade the 19th, 21st, and the 32nd for the 8th pick, you could land Mitchell, you could land Booknight, uh, Moses Moody, any of these guards that are very intriguing. Wagner, if they want a shooter, they can go get Kispert. They can get a lot of people. So I think that it's very interesting. And then you said Derek Rose. So the Knicks point guard situation can obviously go in so many directions. You either can pull a blockbuster trade for Dame. You can go more realistic, go for the draft, maybe get a guy like Lonzo Ball. What do you think would be the best option for the Knicks going forward if they're trying to build something as a whole? 
I mean, I know you mentioned uh, James Booknight out of UConn. Uh, I do not like Booknight for the Knicks because I think that the Knicks have built a big emphasis on defense, and Booknight has struggled at times in that department. So I think that he's a liability right now, and I think that's exactly what Davian Mitchell brings to the table. He brings extremely, he's extremely active uh, defender on the perimeter. He can push the ball in transition. I think that's kind of the style of play that the Knicks are looking to acquire this offseason. I think Lonzo Ball, if all other plans fail, could be a solid option, at least temporarily. Put him on a one-year deal, like a prove-it year, kind of see what he can do, then sign him to a long-term contract if he really performs. But right now, you know, I think the best thing that they could do is just stay put. You know, maybe stay with Derrick Rose for now. You know, he's serviceable. And I, I think that the Knicks really have bigger needs right now. And I think a, a good wing is, I think, the number one priority. Or if they find a guy in the draft that they just absolutely love, I think yeah, you know, maybe go that route. But right now, I think David Mitchell is my favorite prospect for the Knicks. And right, that's fair. I think the Knicks would be crazy to pass him up if they traded up. Um, another guy that I want to talk about for the Knicks, and that is a very interesting situation, is Mitchell Robinson. I know you're higher than him. I don't know if you still are as high on him as you used to be. Um, you're higher on him than I am. I think I'm kind of a little bit done with him. I like I don't mind him at all. I think he's he's a good player, but he's going to want a lot of money, and I don't know if I'm willing to pay him more than like 14, 15 mil a year. He's going to want more than that. I've heard reports on that, and I think that – however, I don't think Nerlens Noel is also a good option. So if – like, I don't think he can be your starting – like, he just brings no offense to the table. So one guy that I'm possibly looking at uh, to bring in if plans fail or if the Knicks really want an offensive big that's also very good at defense, a guy is Rashawn Holmes. I mean, he's, he's on the Kings. How long can you really want to stay with the Kings? And I think that what he would bring to the table, he would finally give the Knicks a better offensive center. He's very good at defense. It's not like you're losing any defense. Nerlens Noel is also a free agent. Taj Gibson's a free agent. So if you get in Holmes and then you sign Gibson to like what veteran money, give him literally nothing, and then give Noel, you have a solid. That's a solid big man group. Um, I agree. I think that there are. I think big man play was definitely a weakness in the playoffs. Clint Capella obviously killed them on the glass, but I think right now, again, I think. You might have to stay put. You might have to sign Noel to a cheap contract, see what he can do. But a guy that I think that the Knicks should make a push for in free agency if Mitchell Robinson walks is Jared Allen. He obviously had a great season for the Cavaliers last year. I don't think he'll be paid extremely high. Obviously, a glaring weakness in his game is his offensive uh, production. But I think with the Knicks' developmental staff, I think he could work a nice post game if he you know, works on his hands. If he works on his drop step, I think he could be a really nice piece for the Knicks. He's exactly what they're looking for. He brings defensive intensity every night. He has a clean record, no off-the-court issues. And I think he can give you 20 to 30 productive minutes uh, on a weekly basis. Yeah, he's definitely another option. There's a lot of good young guys in the league that are on bad teams that want to get out and are itching to prove themselves on the Knicks, who are now, I guess, considered a playoff team. Not a very good playoff team, but at least a playoff team. So that gives you some experience. So then another thing with the Knicks is there's a lot of guys. So I'll, I'll give you the list. Well, first of all, Alfred Payton needs to be gone. You can send him wherever. You can send Knox wherever. 
probably send Frank Milikino wherever. He's been horrible as well. So now you have guys. These are guys you could re-sign. These are all the free agents. If I'm correct, it's Rose, Bullock, Burks, Noel, Taj. Noel and Taj we already touched on. And I believe – okay, so Alfred's out. And then Theo Pinson, who you could bring in for a cheap contract just to have him off the bench if you really are desperate for fill up the, the roster. But Bullock is a nice guy with – Three and D, that just obviously valued in today's league, but he's not he's not that that good. Like he he's a he's a solid player. Alec Burks is very productive in the fourth quarter, which is always great. But these guys, I'm not itching to bring any of them back. I think that I would be okay with letting Burks slide. I think Bullock, I would rather over him just because Bullock, as we saw in the playoffs, Burks was pretty much a defensive liability at a lot of points. I think Bullock always. He was stepped up. He was ready for the challenge. I know he had a very bad postseason, but he was he was just better for the Knicks over the season. So I think if you're going to bring some guys back, you bring back D-Rose, you bring back Bullock, you bring back Noel, and then Mitch, you see what you want to do with Mitch. I agree. I think that um, you probably can't bring back both Bullock and Burks just based on the way that the salary cap works. And if you're going to want to bring in a big-name free agent, I think it's probably a bad idea to sign both of them because that just puts that just limits your flexibility in the next couple of years but I think what the Knicks should absolutely not do is sign a guy like Kyle Larry or DeMar DeRozan because I think as we both know that's just going to put our team not only that's not only going to limit flexibility but that keeps us in mediocrity not only 100% agree 100% for this year but for the next three to five years because these are just aging veterans and you're going to have to pay them a lot of money. So that's obviously not what we want. But, you know, I think if you can't land a guy like Kawhi or Dame, you just stay put. I think that's the moral of the story. The Knicks have, you know, no need to rush a rebuild. They've been doing well. There's no need to force anything that's not here. And that's just the moral of the story. If, If the Knicks don't like their options there's no need to spend money because obviously the last couple of years they have done a very nice job of acquiring talent without spending money um i think that well i think the Knicks, yeah like as you said you don't want to rush the rebuild however like knowing tibbs and going off the tone that he's kind of used recently he definitely is not he is in a little bit of a rush to um like end the rebuild and, and win now he's talked about bringing in guys um you know he's big on the veterans he loves to play them a lot so that's something that that scares me a little bit because i just don't know if he's gonna value guys like quickly and rj as much as they should be valued considering that the knicks are nowhere close to being a contender um i think that there's a couple of things that the knicks definitely definitely need to do um this offseason i think one is obviously trade up in the draft we have four picks we don't need four rookies. Like that's there's no shot we need four rookies. Tibbs doesn't want four rookies. Package the the, the best three picks you have for like the number eight pick or the number seven pick, and you've got yourself a very very good player. Hopefully he earns the trust and Tibbs will start him because we know Tibbs doesn't like to start rookies. If the point guard situation doesn't work out for Dame, which probably won't, you definitely got to bring back D Rose. He's a solid very he's a very solid option. I know he's not the point guard of the future, but for now. You see what you want to do with them. And, yeah, like you said, Davion Mitchell, I'm saying Book Knight, Moses Moody is another option. There are a lot of studs in this draft that you could that you could go with. Um, and I think that these are some of the essentials. And one thing that before we 
and this is the Randall situation. Like, what are your thoughts on this? How much do you think he should be paid? Should we wait that year before we give him a max extension? I think the Knicks would actually be psychotic to give him a max contract. That's the first thing I'm saying. This dude has had one all-star level. He wasn't he, – he had the best year of his career, and he was still, like, one – like, a few – you know, thousand votes away from not making the All-Star game, if that puts yeah. into perspective for you. There are at least 20 players I'd rather have on my team than Julius Randle, and I think you have to make him prove it again. I would be so frustrated if they could not sign a max player because they wasted their money on a guy like Julius Randle. Now you see what the Sixers have been going through because they paid him the max contract. Now the Sixers are stuck with Ben Simmons, and they have no financial flexibility either. The Kings, they paid De'Aaron Fox. Whether you think that was the right decision or not, they have no financial flexibility either. They're stuck in mediocrity for the next five to ten years. So I think you really have to be careful who you pay you know, the Supermax to. But I think he's a guy I want on the team. It's just for the right price. And I think Tibbs knows that, and I think they're willing to work with him. And if he really wants to be in New York, he'll take a pay cut to win. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he definitely wants to be in the future. Nick fans obviously love him. Everybody's got to get out of their fields about this postseason run. I realize that this guy is the reason why we were ever in the playoffs in the first uh, place. He put in the work over the offseason. The results were there. He was in, he was absolutely amazing for us this season. I think to give up on him like that would be foolish for the Knicks, but I think to give him a big, big chunk of money already after one year, one very, very good year that was also rocked with injuries and COVID, so not even a real, real year. So I think in this upcoming NBA season where everything should be back to normal, uh, there should not be any delays. There should be a nice long offseason for the players. There won't be as many injuries. The Knicks will not be as good like in the in the standings as they were this year probably unless they improve their team. Then Randall's got to prove it for himself. There are a bunch of guys in the Knicks that I would just love to keep. I don't want to trade RJ. Obviously, I've expressed that. I don't want to trade Emmanuel quickly. I, I actually – grew uh obi grew on me um even though he's been pretty bad this season he actually grew on me a lot and i would not mind keeping him but i think that if in order to trade for a guy like dame who's literally a franchise altering player you're gonna have to you're gonna have to um give up a lot so we'll see 100 percent agree i think this was a good episode i hope you guys enjoyed and i hopefully you know the knicks make the right choices Moral of the story is try to improve your team without giving up too much and sacrificing too many future assets.